Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. I lead a ministry for sports fans called Unpacking It. This podcast is a part of the ministry, and so really appreciate you checking this out today. I hope you'll also sign up for our weekday email devotional that we call Unpack This. You can check out all the events we have going on in Charlotte and and also sometimes around the country as well, Uh, but our ministry is based in Charlotte. Our radio show can be heard around the country, and, and we greatly appreciate all of your support financially, but also as you promote and share our our content, our ministry with your friends and family. Today on the podcast, our guest is Scott Hansen. We'll get to him in just a moment, but he was busy yesterday because it was a wild day in the NFL, and I just want to spend a couple minutes talking about the the games and and some takeaways. But I, I watched the the red zone on Sundays, and and so yesterday I was watching the Panthers and the Saints. That game was a disaster for the Panthers. I'm a Panthers fan. It was hard to watch. The offense was never in sync. And you expected the the Saints offense to do something. Uh, The the Panthers defense was okay, but they were on the field all day. So (laughs) the offense didn't give them much of a break. But the, 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 the big day took place on the Red Zone channel because game after game was close at the end. And, and I guess the one that I got into especially was the Lions and the Falcons game because I thought Golden Tate got into the end zone. And so this whole 10-second runoff, that was just a disaster and a terrible way to end the game because I enjoy watching Stafford and the Lions at the end of games because they're so clutch. They may be down even all day long, but once that fourth quarter hits, Stafford gets to a different level. And so I wanted to see him finish the deal once again, and I thought he did, and then they reviewed it, and, and I guess his, his knee was down. Golden Tate's knee was down, and the timing of it all, he didn't, he didn't quite make it in, uh, but that was kind of a bummer. And, and I guess the other part, I just expected Atlanta to get off to a slow start and to have that Super Bowl hangover. So far, it's not the case. So far, so good. They're playing well. Maybe they're not as uh, high-powered as they've been in the past, or, or they were last year offensively, um, but they're still they're still close. They're very very good, and, and we'll see. Julio Jones always seems to be banged up, um, but I, I guess I'm a little surprised just the the fact that Atlanta's three and zero at this point. Um, so an, another big win for them. Then you had the Steelers and the Bears. That was fun toward the end, you know, overtime game. But what about the guy who who just allowed himself? To, to get tackled right before he gets into the end zone. What in the world? Are you kidding me? I, I was so confused because I was watching another game or Red Zone had another game on, and then they, they get over to that game, and it's like, wait, what is this guy doing? Are you kidding me? Um, and then they didn't know if it was a safety or a touchdown, just a wild play, and then the Bears still end up winning. And, and the Steelers, we don't know what to think of them. I mean, what are they doing? They're, speaking of offenses not clicking, they've been struggling. And, and I, I don't know what's going on, and I don't know if all the, the, the stuff even yesterday with them being in the locker room and then they got the one player who, who's a former Army Ranger who, who, did, who did come out for the National Anthem. I don't know what that whole scenario, uh, how that affected the Steelers yesterday, but, but that was kind of a, a wild scene for sure. Um, and then 
I guess the other big game was the Patriots coming back and, and sealing the deal against Houston. But I've been on the Houston Texans bandwagon, and I'm going to remain on this bandwagon. They were actually my Super Bowl pick, but I love Deshaun Watson. And I'd like to see DeAndre Hopkins get even more involved. Um, and I'd like to see Lamar Miller run the ball a little bit more consistently. But the Texans are for real. They pushed the Patriots to the limit, gave them another great game. They match up so well with them. And, and then uh, Tom Brady, he's the, he's the talk. He continues to be the talk of the league. Are you kidding me? How good he is, what he's doing at age 40, it's unbelievable. But I, will, I, I do believe this truth. At any moment, his career will be over. And maybe that's like a silly thing to say, but, but it's, I saw it with Peyton Manning where all of a sudden you just realize, oh, Peyton Manning's done. Like he's got nothing left. Now, we're, we're not experiencing that with Tom Brady, but once you get to 40, you just never know when that game or that moment is going to be where you just kind of lose it. And it might not happen until next season for Tom Brady. But, but I guess I'm just aware that it, it can happen at any moment. And, and it's just like even Brett Favre. Brett Favre is another guy. Even when he came back, like he was good with Minnesota, and we're like, all right, he can play forever. And then he goes to the Jets, and, and, and at one point it was just over. It's like, yeah, he doesn't have it anymore. And so I'm just wondering when that will be for Brady, but we'll enjoy him in the meantime because he's, he's just fantastic. The throws he makes, getting Brandon Cooks now involved, that's incredible uh, to have that kind of weapon for him. Chris Hogan had a nice day. Uh, they're in the mix again. There's no question about it. So those are a few thoughts on, on yesterday's games, but it was fun watching the, the red zone. We were, we were double boxing, quad boxing at times with, with so many games going on. And so it's always fun to have Scott Hansen on the show. This is probably the fourth year, maybe, that he's joined us right before the season starts. And, and so you'll hear a little football before the season starts, his thoughts, but then also what God's been teaching him and what's been on his heart, and, and he'll share some of that as well. Here's my interview with Scott Hansen. He's the host of NFL Red Zone. NFL Red Zone airs every Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time, providing all of the exciting plays and touchdowns as they happen. Scott Hansen joins us to talk football, faith, and life. Scott, I love spending every Sunday with you as I watch you on TV and appreciate you being on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well, Bryce. Good to hear your voice. And it means that uh, if we're talking at this point, it means football is right around the corner, real football. So that's, that's the best news. <laughs> we, get, we get a little tease during August, but here it is. We're, we're fired up. And, and first off, before we talk football, how was your offseason and the summer for you personally? Any stories from your trips? It was great. Yeah, I think last year we talked that, you know, I, I like to go and take a mission trip every summer. And yeah. uh, this year was Peru. Went Ooh. down to South America, went back to South America. I did a thing in the Amazon in uh, Brazil uh, a handful of years ago, but went down to a little town uh, called Ayacucho, Peru, and uh, helped out the uh, husband and wife missionary team down there with uh, some of the, uh, the descendants of the Incas down there. Learned all kinds of amazing wow. things about the culture down there. And unfortunately, there's a a lot of need down there as well, especially up in the mountainous areas in the Andes Mountains. Just some people going through some real rough times. So got down there. Hopefully it was a, a blessing for some people for a couple of weeks. Really good trip. Really good summer. That's awesome. What, what was the big takeaway for you? Oh, man. Um, 
You know, language barriers, cultural barriers, uh, it all melts away when you come to when you talk about just loving up on people, common humanity, uh, you know, our needs, whether they are uh, physical needs of food or medicine or more uh, spiritual or emotional needs about connections with other people, connections with God. Yeah. Um, and, and every time every time I go to a different land, I don't care if it's Russia or one of the African countries or out into Asia. Asia or wherever else I've been blessed to be pretty well traveled. I find the same thing again and again. And it, and you know, most of these people have no clue that I host a really popular television show <laughs> of the biggest sport in the United States. But, but they, they love the fact that some guy from the U S would come. Most people have a really high opinion of the U S oh, even yeah. given the, the, the current political climate, people have a high opinion of the U S you would take your time to come and meet with little old me down here or something like that. Wow. And, and it always puts a smile on my face and I, I actually feel more blessed than the people I serve a lot of the times. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's awesome. Scott Hansen, our guest right now, host of NFL Red Zone. And and so great great to hear about that. And then, of course, you, you come back rejuvenated, ready for, a, for another big NFL season. So, oh, so, yeah. So which storylines are you most intrigued by heading into the new season and, and maybe what has drawn your attention the most? Yeah, you know, I would say, uh, look, at it, the season ended with the Patriots in one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, obviously the first overtime of the Super Bowl, and, and Tom Brady really putting to rest the GOAT argument. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could make an argument for another quarterback being the greatest of all time. You'd be wrong, but you can make an <laughs> argument. Uh, it's Tom Brady. And, and if you argue that he was the greatest football player of all time, I wouldn't personally give you a lot of pushback over that, although I think Jerry Rice, Jim Brown, and the like would still have something to say about that. Uh, so can the Patriots maintain that hunger? Can they still be on top? And then kind of dovetailing with that, who are the contenders to try and dethrone them in the AF? And I think there's a few mm. candidates to do that. I think, uh, I think the Raiders could step up. I think the Texans, if they can find some quarterback play that can put up, uh, points on the board, that defense is going to be really nasty in a division that's ripe for the taking. And also in the AFC South, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Tennessee Titans yeah. be a sneaky good team this year with Marcus Mariota going into his third year at the helm there. So I think it's the Patriots still on top and who can possibly knock them off. Wow. Well, well, speaking of the Patriots, uh, now it's been so many months since the Super Bowl, but but even as you kind of think about that and in light of the new season starting, what what do you still make of of what a game that was and and even how Atlanta responds this season? What what are you kind of expecting in that regard? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I am a believer, Bryce, in the Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. I think history has proven it enough with look at great players. Obviously you do not make it to a Super Bowl without great players, great coaching and, and, and a season that just comes together. And you're only five months removed from that. And every team that's lost the Super Bowl seems to have not only a, 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 a almost impossible challenge to get back to the Super Bowl, but making the playoffs the next year, yeah. making the playoffs. And there's no hiding from anyone. Obviously, uh, you know, when you're a Super Bowl team, I think it's going to be real tough. You push that rock to the edge of the top of the mountain only to see it fall back at the end. It, it takes a special group of guys to be able to have that type of season again. I wouldn't put it past uh, Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and the defenders that they've got there. But I think it's still a tough task. Yep. Uh, so, so I do not have I, I do not have high expectations for the Falcons this year. In fact, they wouldn't even be my 
uh, pick in the NFC this year. Maybe not even in the NFC South. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's a, a very fair assessment for sure, and it'll be one of the most fascinating teams to to keep an eye on for sure. Scott Hanson yeah. joining us from the NFL Red Zone, and and so what about some specific players and and even. And talking about fantasy football and, of course, your your team, the Iron Bladders, what what are some <laughs> players that, that maybe you're keeping an eye out for this year? All right. Well, one of, unfortunately, one of the biggest storylines in the preseason here is the Julian Edelman injury. Yeah. So I'll dig a little bit deep, and I'm not going to say Brandon Cooks, which is probably what a lot of your audience expects me to say. Chris Hogan, oh, yeah. uh, who is, you know, he is second, third, even fourth on the wide receiver depth chart, depending on if you still include Edelman in that or not. Uh, and, and obviously now he has moved up. I think he's going to go and have a big season from the slot. And if you remember in that Lions preseason game, Lions-Patriots preseason game, in which Edelman got hurt, Hogan caught two touchdowns at, by the end of that quarter in which <laughs> Edelman was hurt. Okay, And Edelman was on pace to have about 10 catches in the first half of that game in, in that one. And Brady, without missing a beat, went right to, to Chris Hogan. So I like him as like a, a sleeper pick because people are still aren't taking him until the sixth, seventh, maybe even eighth rounds uh, in your fantasy draft, depending on how many teams you got in your league and whatnot and the specific scoring rules of your league. I like him to step up. In terms of the upper end guys, you know, it's, it's basically – David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham in whatever order your particular league likes them. I think Antonio Brown, you just pencil him for uh, very similar numbers to what he's had before. I don't see any reason to think otherwise. Julio Jones always seems to be dealing with some type of an injury, although he usually guts it out and still performs well. Odell Beckham had the sprained ankle, and we haven't seen him in preseason since, so you'll see what he's got coming out of the gate, although I like the compliments that they have in the Giants passing attack with Brandon Marshall being the addition there, Sterling Shepard being in his second year as well. That could free up OBJ in terms of the coverages that he sees. David Johnson, that is a heck of a tough act to follow, but he's young. He's got his head on straight, uh, and and the the, uh, Cardinals absolutely need to lean on that running game because Carson Palmer's not getting any younger, and outside of Larry Fitzgerald, they really kind of wonder what else they've got in the passing attack there in Arizona, so he's going to get a million touchdowns is Le'Veon Bell, he's in a contract year. Mm. So you know they love to work him in Pittsburgh. You know he's a dual-threat guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield as well, and he's going to be very, very motivated, I would think, to push through whatever little nicks and bruises and bumps that he gets during the season because he wants that big payday. However, does he come in disgruntled after yeah. sitting out the whole preseason uh, once he does sign the, the, uh, the, the franchise tender and make good money in this year? Does he come in and does he have that fire in his belly? If for nothing else, for, for financial reasons, he should. Kind of an interesting, uh, you know, dynamic at the top of fantasy boards and I didn't even mention Ezekiel Elliott who oh, would yeah. have been a top five pick in everyone's draft had the suspension not hit well I'm, I'm concerned you're, you're mentioning a lot of guys and I, I've got none of them on my team so I'm a little concerned so far but what, uh, what pick did you have what pick did you have I, I ended we have a keeper league but I ended up going late with Lamar Miller he was the first guy I got Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's a team that, that I already mentioned in this conversation that I think if they can find enough offense, that defense could keep teams, you know, in that 
20 points or less range. Yep. So you find three touchdowns in that offense, and they could be a, they could be a nice team this year. And Lamar Miller is gonna he's gonna break some 50 yard runs when other running backs would. Then you're gonna like that when you see it on NFL Red Zone. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of the Red Zone, and and this might be a, a tough question to ask, but but I always love just promoting the Red Zone and, and getting guys excited about it. But was there a situation from last season that was maybe most memorable, like like a quad box that stands out to Ooh. you, or or a crazy end to the the one o'clock or four o'clock games? Anything in particular? You know what? It, I got to be honest. Every week feels like a new action movie, right? <laughs> it feels true. like to me, it really does as, as the host. And I hope as our viewers as well, it feels like you've been dropped into the latest Michael Bay two and a half hour action movie. Yep. And, and so it seems like every week provides those type of, of, of moments. Just as you asked the question, the, the moment that kind of hit me was when we hit 1,000 touchdowns, Ooh. and we have done that. We've hit we've hit that threshold, and I'm not talking 1,000 touchdowns for the NFL season. I'm not counting obviously Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. I'm talking about 1,000 touchdowns mm. that our audience sees if you've watched every moment of NFL Red Zone from Week One to Week 17, and we usually hit it. Uh, early to mid week 17 on that last NFL Sunday. And I think this year I even counted it down. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, that whatever Odell Beckham scored the 998th touchdown that we've shown you here on NFL red zone. Oh, AJ green just scored the 999th touchdown that you've seen here on NFL red zone. And then whenever, whoever scored the 1000th, you know, it hit, we kind of have a little party, throw a little graphic up there and everything. (laughs) And I, I think it's just, it's something fun that you would just say, wow, all the time I spend watching football and I love it so much. All the time that I spend thinking about pro football and all the competition to see 1,000 touchdowns in a season is a pretty special moment. And we would, we would expect to hit it again this year. So uh, buckle up for the thrill ride starting September 10th. Oh, you can't, you can't beat it. And that from basically 345 until 410, I, I, I can't get any more excited throughout the week. I mean, best hour in sports television, <laughs> the best hour, best hour in television, That's you it. know, depending on what you think of game of Thrones, <laughs> so right. it, right. it is, it is absolutely, you know, in that window of time, when can you ever say in the calendar of your life, my heart is going to race <laughs> yes. from, from, from watching something, from experiencing something, my heart is going to race. And I'm going to be talking about it with my buddies for the rest of the week. What happens in this 45 minute window of time absolutely i I love it he's scott hansen from nfl red zone and it airs every sunday you watch all the games no commercials just the highlights red zone all the all the big plays all the touchdowns as they happen it's the best and and scott as as we wrap things up we uh we love talking football and, and and life but but also love hearing just what what god has been teaching you most recently and and just how your faith has been growing lately and and maybe even something that you've been studying Oh boy. You know what? Um, I actually had, I woke up in the middle of the night last night and, uh, I grabbed my, my tablet and, and I punched up YouTube and I watched a Matt Chandler video. Oh, a lot of Matt. your audience might know. Yeah. I might know Matt Chandler, the pastor of uh, the village church in uh, the Dallas area. I've actually never met him in person. I've never gone, gone to his church, but I watched one of his sermons. I really like, I really like his, his messages. And, uh, the one I watched last night, he preached, he preached on the prodigal son and he taught it from the perspective 
of here is Jesus teaching these people uh, who were, the, you know, the sinners, the outcasts in society. He was telling them that story. But then the ultra-religious people, the super hoity-toity, they thought mm. they were better than other people, were in that crowd as well. And how both groups learned from the master about where they were in relationship to how God loves them. And it, and it just struck me between the eyes because I've, I've found myself, quite frankly, in both of those groups, yeah. in, in feeling like the outcast, feeling like the broken, the lost sinner, and the, the trapping of feeling like, oh, you know, I'm a pretty good guy. I've got it together. Both of those are, are, are not the way that he wants to see. He wants us to see ourselves through his eyes because of what he did. And that's something that just really popped in the last 24 hours for me. Oh, that's awesome. What a, what a, what a yeah. great word. I, I appreciate yeah. you saying that and sharing that. And man, we, we, we love listening to you, watching you every Sunday, but love knowing the, the heart behind the man who's, who's giving us the highlights and, and showing us the game. So we appreciate it, Scott. Always love having you on, unpacking it. People can follow you on Twitter, at Scott Hansen. Have a wonderful season and, and look forward to talking to you again here on Unpacking It. Always good to be with you, Bryce. Take care, man, and uh, have a great year. We'll see you on Sunday, September 10th. Awesome. Can't wait to order NFL Red Zone. Visit NFL.com slash Red Zone. He's Scott Hansen right here on Unpacking It. How great is Scott Hansen's energy? It's contagious. He, he's wonderful at his job, and uh, he's always fun to listen to or, or watch on Sundays during the Red Zone. And, and so I hope you've uh, become a fan of his just uh, through the interviews that we've been able to do with him over the years. And another great one today. And the big takeaway for, for me and, and just a, a reminder, hopefully for all of us, is, is really that, that story that he shared, the prodigal son, and the reminder that whether we think it's, it's on us, religious-wise, being good, doing great things all the time, that that earns salvation or that it is about us or that we deserve credit or we, we deserve uh, this or that, or we're so shameful and guilty and think that we're never good enough and we're way too sinful to experience the, the love of, of God. Either one of those scenarios is, is taking us away from the truth that Jesus is is the answer that we need Jesus. It's not about our religious activities and it's not about the the sin of our past. It's about what Jesus did on the cross, his love, his grace, his forgiveness and and the power that comes when we surrender and and submit our lives to him. And and we believe in faith that he is who he says he is, that he did what he said he did and he's continuing to live in us and through us. As we as we receive uh, his his love and 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 the life into us that 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 transforms us, and and so uh, just a great reminder that you know it's easy to get caught up, uh, even as you've been following him for a while, and um, I can definitely just relate to oh you know I I deserve this or look how good I am at this no 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 I am a mess in need of a savior. And it's, a, it's, a, it's good to just remind our, ourselves of our need, our great need for salvation, but day-to-day -day the grace and the forgiveness that, that we need as well. 
Uh, so I hope that that was encouraging to hear from Scott Hansen. I hope you'll check out our website, unpackingit.com. Sign up for our weekday email devotionals. And we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.